a lot of times that can cause turnover and especially cause you turnover with the people you don't want to turn over, which is your A players. A players want to work for A players. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Welcome back to Million Dollar Landscape Podcast. Now, today I'm excited to have on Isaac Barlow, the CEO of Busy Busy. Now, Busy Busy is actually one of our newest sponsors to the podcast. And Busy Busy is an awesome app to help you not only clock in and clock out your employees, but to gather vital information you need to make good decisions in your business. On today's podcast, Isaac shares how, as a contractor himself, he just saw the need for a way to, again, not only clock in and clock out your employees, but to track equipment, find out where it's at, and gather proper information in order to make better financial decisions in his business. So he shares his stories and he shares you know, why he started looking at the labor data first and how that's so important. And then we start talking about how all this data can actually be used to not only encourage team members to use the app, but how you can use it as a bonus system. It's going to be a great episode, so I encourage you guys to check it out. But a quick word from our sponsors. The only app every landscaper needs, CompanyCam makes it dead simple to communicate, document, and problem solve with guys in the field, no matter where you are. CompanyCam brings documentation, communication, and liability protection together in one simple, easy-to-use app for you and your entire team. Take unlimited photos and videos, share custom reports, create flawless before and afters, and even communicate and share progress with homeowners with galleries and project timelines, all from your smartphone. CompanyCam, the only app every landscaper needs. Check it out at companycam.com million or in your app store. We want to take a quick second to tell you about our friends over at Cycle CPA. I can't even express to you how important it is to have a good accountant on your side. You know you want accurate bookkeeping and financial statements every month. Instead, you're often left with limited time to focus on the accounting side of your business and no reports to show for it. At Cycle CPA, the landscaping accountants, they not only handle the bookkeeping, but also provide landscape industry benchmarking, job costing, financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA has a team of landscaping accountants available to provide anything from bookkeeping to CFO services. Visit CycleCPA.com and for $100 off, mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Busy Busy. Busy Busy is so simple to use and it's the most reliable GPS time tracking app on the market. And the best part is it was built for landscapers. Busy Busy's founder created Busy Busy because he owns multiple construction companies and needed to understand better which projects were making him money and which projects were killing him. Payroll is the highest variable cost in the project, so you better be tracking it. Busy Busy does this better than anyone else. So download Busy Busy today and don't forget to mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast to get three free months. If you want to get the lead you want and turn your current clients into raving fans, then you need to try Send Jim. They've created an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you sign up today, you can get your first month for just $2. So if you haven't already, go to sendjim.io forward slash MDL 
where you can get even more exclusive deals just for Million Dollar Landscaper podcast listeners. That's sendjim.io forward slash MDL and take advantage of these awesome deals today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. Now, today, I'm excited to have on another special guest. His name is Isaac Barlow. He is the CEO of Busy Busy. Busy Busy is the, one of the most reliable time tracking apps out there on the market right now. And I'm excited to have him on because he has come from the landscaping industry. He's come from the construction industry. He knows what it takes to run a business and what the missing gaps are. And I'm excited to have him on because he has took the time to actually find out what the gaps were and create an app based on that. Welcome, Isaac. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Scott. I'm glad to be here. So you might just give us a little background on yourself and in a little bit about why you created Busy Busy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I grew up in a construction family, probably like a lot of people do that get into landscaping and construction. <laughs> I started doing landscaping, you know, first off out of high school and then finished up or transitioned into excavation. But my brothers were running an excavation company. And so as all good brothers do, they threw me right in the trenches and got me to experience everything the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kind of grew up in the industry and grew up through all the positions. So, so during that time, you know, I, you know, transitioned from pipe layer, laborer to operator, to job foreman, to project manager, to estimator, and eventually owner of the company. And so I ended up getting to a point where I was doing what probably a lot of your customers do, where you're just wearing all the hats, you know, you're collecting all the data, you're doing all the work, you're trying to manage the business as best you can. It was just overwhelming. And so one of the big problems that I identified in the construction businesses that we just don't have enough data. We don't have good data that's coming out of the field to make good decisions, you know, as far as helping work on your business rather than in your business. And so in my desire, my great desire to collect more data from the field, and I tried all kinds of means of doing it better and better, <laughs> I ended up having the vision in 2007 about something that would work better. And I had no idea about the technology world or anything to do with it. So by about 2009, after the Great Recession, I started off, I found a programmer that could do UX design and we start off kind of mapping it out. And after we mapped it out, then I mapped it out and did a lot of market research during those two years, between 2009, and 2011. In 2011, we started programming the company, you know, programming Busy Busy, working with a team of software developers. And I was able to find out that construction is not the only industry that has problems. We had tons of problems with the software development too. <laughs> but, but it was mainly born out of my own need to do it. You know, I was, I had a secretary back at at the time, you know, spending three quarters of her week just trying to collect time cards from the field, try to interpret what they're saying, you know, what you're reading off time cards. And if you're, and I know you are, you're familiar with the construction industry, we get most of our data from the time cards. And the reason we do is because that's what the employees are motivated to give us because that's how they get paid. Oh, yeah. So we're like, okay, how long were you working? What were you doing? Did you do anything extra? Did you, you know, what were the billings? All that kind of stuff. That was like probably the biggest issue. My mom, who's the secretary of business, She's constantly going back to whoever the foreman was and, hey, what happened here? Where, yep. What time did you start? What time did you stop? All this. It, it was terrible. It was terrible. And I, I wish I would have had an app like this back in the day when we, I was doing it because it would have saved us a lot of headaches, a lot of headaches. <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> so what are the key features does uh, Busy Busy do besides the time tracking? The way to think of Busy Busy is we're, we're, we're a field data collection company. And so we collect all the data from the field. And that, that includes the time and attendance, you know, the, the daily sign-offs for, you know, the non-entry sign-offs. We collect photos and, and reports. We actually auto-generate auto reports from all the time data that we're collecting data on the machinery that you're using, 
where you're working, what you're doing, photos, notes, all those kind of things. We put it together and we can even collect it in a daily report. But the other thing that we've released recently, two things, one, one we've released and one's almost be released is we're giving a production tracking as well, because our goal in Busy Busy is to become basically a job site profit and loss. So you can see every day, you know, just like you're looking at your stocks on the stock market, you know, did I win or lose today? You know, because we've got all the data coming in right now of your expenses that you're encountering, you know, what are you spending? What are you doing? And so now we've shifted and released a new product to start tracking the production as well so that we can match those two together and, and get that data out of the field. That's amazing. I was actually talking to one of our academy members. We have an online academy that helps to teach landscapers more of the business side of things. And they just struggle with like doing the job costing. Like I'm just so busy. I'm doing, you know, the estimating and handling the employees. I just don't have time to do it. I'm like, you have to. It's like yeah. a necessity in our business to actually go through. If you create this estimate, how are you going to see if you did good or bad on that estimate? You know, that's right. So it's amazing you guys have this product that kind of does it in real time. You'd be surprised too. Um, probably 50% of our customers when they come online have not been doing job costing. I mean, most of the industry, they just kind of survive without it. And the best thing, you know, you, you said it, but the cycle I always try to tell people is, you know, you have three steps. You need to estimate, execute, and evaluate. And most of us are good at the estimating and the executing and not the evaluation. But the evaluation, like you say, that's how you learn. Am I losing on this job? Am I winning on this job? How should I bid the next job different? How should I think about the next job different? And if you don't get the data in, you don't evaluate it. In the construction industry, we always chase more work, right? We're just more work's more money. But actually, if you would just take the work that you've got and start evaluating it, you could double your profits just by comprehending what you're doing and making the right decisions. And I, I guess it's hard for me because my my mom, who, again, who's a secretary, she did all the job costing. It was just something that she did part of our job or, you know, that was part of her job. And it just yeah. came natural. So I wasn't expecting that when I really started doing the, the academy. And you need to be doing this. Like there's so much information there, so much data that you need to gather. So yeah. one of the things is that you started to really look at labor data. And, and when yep. you started creating Busybee, why was that? Well, labor data is your biggest variable. If you look at as a landscaper, what's your percentage of cost of your labor? You know, when you look at a job, your percentage is pretty high in relationship. Like in the excavation world, we have a pretty high percentage of machines also. Landscaping has machines, but it's not as high of a percentage. And so your, your number one variable cost is your labor without question. And that's why we started with that. And then your labor, you mentioned your mom tracking, you know, being good at job costing. The other problem we see is, you know, your mom, I'm sure, did a great job and so many people do. But the problem is the data you get in is all you've got. And oftentimes what we do when we're when we're doing the time card data, when do people turn in their time? Often it's when they have to. But the end of the week or the end of the pay period, I'm, I mean, go back, I'm going to write down all the time I worked. And by doing that, it creates a high level of inaccuracy. So no matter what paper time cards you're getting in, they might not be exactly what happened. They might be overstated. You know, you might have extra time there might not be applied to the right jobs. You might miss extra billings that you could have picked up. All those kind of things because we just don't remember that long. You know, as a worker, we by the time we get to Friday, it's like, what what did I do on Monday? Tuesday, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And so doing it on a daily basis, labor data is kind of the driver of all your data. Absolutely. And I almost tell like our people, you're almost in the rental business. You you're renting out your employees, you're renting out your equipment, you know, and you're just installing the material. It just that's how I need to think about it. And that's absolutely true. You have to account for all that time. So if you're not charging for it, especially like on T&M jobs, if you're not yeah. keeping track of it in a way, you might be losing money big time and not really even know it. T&M jobs are a big deal. And it's one of the easiest places to display our value on T&M jobs because if you get into those arguments of, you know, you're billing the customer, we spend this much time 
and you have any arguments back when you're doing the timekeeping, the accurate timekeeping, like you're busy, busy, we provide you a report that shows, you know, here's all your, your minute machines, here's how much time you spent, here's everything. And it's very obvious to the customer that's accurate data. So they usually, if what we do, so I still own part of a construction company today. What we do when we build it out is we give them the invoice and then we attach the TNM report from busy, busy right to it. And so it makes it to where the, the owner doesn't question the invoice. I like that. That's really nice. Does it put a GPS stamp on it too and like time track everything? Yep. The GPS, the GPSs and time tracks. And, nice. and that can also help you whenever, if you ever get a question on lean rights, you know, like when were your employees last on the job, that kind of stuff. You've got, you've got record. When you take photos, those are also GPS and timestamps. You can take photos of work accomplished or materials delivered or whatever you want to do. And you've got records for all of that as well. And so in a dispute where your materials get either destroyed or missing, you're able to pull up that data and say, look, it was here. I've got evidence. It was here. Wow. That's amazing. And what other key data points can you know, Busy Busy help you know, a landscape gather? It can gather a lot. In fact, um, if you dive into it, it can get you almost everything you need. And the reason I say it like that is typically when we estimate, um, and that, that's the way I look at data is, you know, estimate, execute, evaluate. <laughs> you know, I, I want all the data that I need to evaluate. So typically our materials are pretty solid. You know, we have a certain margin of waste or margin of error, but there's usually not a lot of change. We estimate the job that way. I mean, and then by the time we do the job, the materials are pretty close. It's really the labor data that you need. And so busy, busy, if you're tracking your job and properly, and we've made it as easy as it can possibly be for employees to track their job well, and for supervisors to manage and check on it and make sure it's being tracked and allocated to the proper places. But when you do that, not only do you get the job tracking reports, but you can also see trending data. And by that, I mean, like, you know, if you're doing a specific type of work, you do it over and over and over, we can show you reports on that specific type of work and what it's costing you on a regular basis. And so you start to really see your business. And once you start to see your business, it, it becomes a lot more fun. Um, the comparison I would make is, you know, if you're flying an airplane or even driving a car, which we most, most of us do, you know, how comfortable would you feel without the dashboard? But that's how we run most of our businesses. We, we run them without a dashboard. So Busy will give you that dashboard and, and you've got all your data right, right there where you can say, oh, you know what? Things are slowing down on the work. I can see this job is going to start losing money. I better go out and check on it, see what I can do to change it. Because we also do, you know, to answer your question a little better, we do budgeting and job costing on a, on a real-time basis. So you can budget out your labor for your job and say, hey, this is how much I plan to do. And as your workers are working, you can see if it's trending to where you want it to be or not. And that way you can get in and change course early rather than later. I often use the airplane or ship example. If you're going from point A to point B, and in the beginning you're off by 1%, no big deal. But by the time you get to your destination, you can be in a whole different country. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's how the job works too. You know, if, you, if you've got a bigger job, say it's a month-long job or maybe six months, and you get off track in the beginning, if you can see that, which you can on Busy Busy, and make the adjustments and get back on track, you'll be okay. If you don't pay attention to that till the job's done, you can completely lose your butt on it, lose a ton of money. So I, we always were pushed to tell the foreman, the crew leader, whatever you like to call them, you know, you have this many hours to complete this job. Yep. And the nice thing when you do that, if you have an app like this, you can keep track of it and they can monitor it really easy. Yep. One issue we had, I can say personally, was we would have our, our foreman be required to fill out the paperwork at the end of the day. Like he had 15 minutes before he left, he had to go out and fill out materials, all that, you know, equipment, all that stuff. But the problem was, is, is making sure they wrote it down correctly because it's right. garbage in, garbage out. But like you said, that's right. But the problem was they weren't always subtracting out the hour. So if, you know, we have 40 man hours planned for this job and they use 20 of them, they weren't always doing the math at the end of the day to figure out what they need to do. So then I would have to go do that. So where you have something like this that kind of just keeps it all ready for you. That's, 
that's a huge time saver right there. It does. And, huge time saver. And it does help them keep score. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think that's to your point, you know, I mean, we often use the example of figure skating versus hockey. You know, when you do figure skating, you go in, you do your best and at the end of the performance, you wait to see what the judges say. And that's how we typically do jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas hockey, if you're playing hockey, you can see you're down by a few points and you, and you work harder. And so yep. by the foreman's being able to see how much budget they have left in the job, how many hours they have left in the job, it can allow them to try to really achieve those results that they can see they're supposed to achieve. I've come across companies that actually tied uh, bonuses or pay increases based on what they've done there. So if you have this, again, it just automates it. Why not Why not take advantage of that? I agree. I you know, I think that's a huge factor. There's, there's just a, a huge amount of loss that comes from workers not knowing what the expectations are. I'm the type I would bonus very well because I think, you know, if you make us more money, you should make more money. Yeah, absolutely. And it gives them a visual thing. They can see, okay, I can, I can make more money if, if I do this and I increase, you know, how fast I get this job done. It just, it ties so many rewards to it and just builds that culture up with the people and that helps encourage to keep them there, retain those people. So, oh yeah. It does. You, you can build just a much better business because when, when people know, I mean, your team needs to have confidence in you. And if they have confidence in you that you've got your stuff dialed in, you've got your business in order, they feel more like they've got a future there. If they're not sure whether you're really at the helm and you and you know what you're doing, you're, you're the captain of the ship that knows how to drive it or, you know, steer it in the right direction. A lot of times that can cause turnover and especially cause you turnover with the people you don't want to turn over, which is your A players. A players want to work for A players. Absolutely. So now, you know, the, the landscaper gets all this data and this information. What all can they do with this information? What other things can they make judgments calls? I know we discussed a few things, but anything else that you can see? Yeah, I'll give you a quick story or testimony from one of our customers. So this is a 15-employee customer, and he started using our app. And so he's paying, you know, an app, it's an average of 10 bucks a month per employee. So he's paying about 150 bucks a month. And after he'd been using it for a while, you know, he's a friend of mine. So I said, how's, how's it going for you? And he says, really great. I'm making about $5,000 more a month using it. And I said, really? You know, you got to tell me that. <laughs> you got to tell me how that's working. He says, well, here's how it went. He says, when I first started using the app, all my guys were getting 40 hours a week. You know, that's what they were turning in, 40 hours a week. So when they started clocking in and out and getting accurate time, it was more like 36, 37, 38, 35, you know, all this. And he says, and they didn't like it. So they started clocking in at home, you know, to get their 40 hours. And I and, and the app shows that. So I told him, you can't clock in at home. He says, so they started actually getting to the job. They couldn't have lower paychecks. He says, so they started actually giving me 40 hours a week. And so I started getting these extra production hours. So I started making more money just by the fact that they were actually there the whole time. And the second thing that happened was, you know, he set up on his app because you can say what you're working on and you can say, I'm working on contract or working on extras. So he had that program in the app and he says, I started picking up all these extra billables. I didn't realize I was losing, you know, they were doing things, you know, they do miscellaneous things here and here or extra things that weren't part of the contract. And I wasn't getting the information on them. So I didn't know. And so I wasn't billing for them. So I started picking up that data. And then lastly was the, the evaluation part. He said, I started seeing what my jobs were doing and realized, you know, like say a lot of companies, you're making 5% profit and it's because you're making 20% profit on some jobs and losing 15% on other jobs. And so he said, I was able to see which ones I was losing on and stop doing that kind of work or bid it higher, you know, and, and just change it. And so it was just a combination of just using that data to make his business better. And he still wasn't really heavy into it, but just, you know, a few months into it, he was saving five grand a month. That's great. So how easy is it for the employees, the end user, the field users to actually use this? Is this something that takes a long time for them to, to learn? It's super easy. And we, we actually have a customer success place that we help. We help them onboard okay. because what you find out is the biggest challenge is habit training your people, just training their habits of learning to think about, okay, I'm going to clock in in the morning. I'm going to clock out at night. I'm going to allocate the work that I'm doing. 
So Busy has all kinds of tools to help them during that habit training. Like we have the ability for supervisors to go in and say someone's like, oh, I forgot. And I didn't clock in until nine, but I was here at seven. We have the ability for supervisors to quickly fix that and edit it and deal with it. But going through the habit training can take a little while and we assist with that. Um, but usually even the employees, once they're through that habit training, they like it a lot better because they can also see their hours and they can see what jobs they're working on and they can see some data on themselves, which everybody likes to see. So they know what their paycheck is going to be. They know. And so let me take that a little bit further. If you're a person that's already familiar with apps and technology, you probably don't even need any training. It's that easy. Like you can just download it and use it. It's just totally easy. But what we found the most successful way to do it, because, you know, a lot of companies have a mixture of people that are, you know, younger, more technology savvy, or some that just completely don't use technology on a regular basis. So what we found is the best way to do it is when you introduce it to your company, you take your tech savvy employees and you start with them and get them using it. Because once they're using it, they see how easy it is. And then they'll show their teammates, look, this is how easy and this is how you do it. If you go down that road where you take it through the tech savvy ones first and let them get on and using it, then it'll go through your company pretty easy. If you take it to the guys who are not tech savvy first, then they're like, oh, this is a roadblock. Like, how do I do this? You know, I'm going to actually steal that term from you, the habit training, because that's exactly what it is. It's it's getting them in the habit of doing things. And no matter what, whether you're adding system procedures or even an app like Busy Busy, it's something you have to get them in the habit of using. And There's a cool thing you can look at if you're not familiar, I don't know if you are, but it's called the law of diffusion of innovation. Simon Sinek talks about it in a video and I'll send it to you after, but basically talks about this habit training and explains how it, how it works and how you bring new ideas into your company. And you're right. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's using busy, busy or anything else, it's how you're transitioning and there's a successful way to do it. And there's non-successful way to do it. I always hear from people in the academy as well. They they just don't like team members won't do it. They're just they just won't do it. And I'm, but they don't push it. They're like, well, it's something you just have to build up, and you can't get mad about it. You got to give them some time to get used to it. But you have to just build up this habit. And I, that's why I like that term. That's great. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We we've we've seen it directly, and I, I know those problems. That problem you just mentioned is the number one problem we deal with. It's just team members having a hard time changing their habits, and so we invited a company in as a 13 employee electrical company, we invite them right into our conference room to get set up. And it was amazing because we had them all download the app and gave them their username and passwords. And we literally watched this law of diffusion in, in motion. So half the company immediately just started using it. They were just started using it. And then the guy sitting next to him was like, wait, what are you doing? You know, so he started looking next, the ones that didn't know how to immediately use it because they weren't as savvy. And then they started using it. And so 10 of them got online, like within, I mean, just within moments, then you had three guys left that were like, I'm not doing this. This is crap i don't want to do this and the owner's like look we're all doing it now it was kind of like look <laughs> we've got the momentum already we're doing it like you've got to you've got to come to the table here because this is how we're doing business and i, I think that's an important key thing i mean if if you don't mind me going off for a slight moment here on a tangent oh, no good i'll tell you if i was going to come and compete in any market with anybody landscaping excavation doesn't matter what it was and i was going to start new I would hire people and I would tell them your first job is to collect data. Your second job is to do your work. That way I would grow the company fast and aggressive because the reality is if you can't get people to collect data and you can't get the information on what you need to do to grow your business, you can't grow an effective, profitable business. Absolutely. That is everything in our business, no matter what kind of you're doing, lawn maintenance, irrigation, whatever it is, it's so important to have it all. So That's right. How, How do you run in a profitable business if you don't have that dashboard to help you understand what's happening every day. And the bigger you get, the, the more of those problems get amplified. You have any tips, I guess, something we haven't talked about. Is there any tips that you have for a, you know, a contractor just hasn't really gathered data and how they should go about thinking about it and kind of getting that mindset of looking at it on a regular basis? Do you have any tips for that? 
Yeah. Start with one step at a time. You know, start with like, what's the most important thing first? And even with your employees, don't drink out of the fire hose. Don't say, um, okay, we're going to use busy, busy, and we're immediately going to do in full job costing and, and right down to the, the Nats butt, you know, for example. Like say, if you're not doing job costing at all, start off with just costing per job. Don't worry about the details within the job. Like don't say, I want to know the difference between installation of lawn versus sprinkler systems or whatever. Don't worry about all that. Take a baby step first. Just say, okay, from now on, we want to make sure you're clocking in and out every day. Just get them in the habit of just using the phone and, and collecting that data and then say, okay, I want you to clock into your jobs. And then after that habit is achieved, then later you can say, okay, I'd like to, you to actually clock into cost codes within the jobs. And so you take it one step at a time and you'll find each of those steps. Like you can be very successful without even getting into the cost code level detail. If you just start tracking your jobs by jobs themselves, you can be very successful at just doing that. And some companies, that's all they do. But that's my main advice is take it one step at a time. I, I guess the other thing is learn to make it fun with your employees. Learn to show them how fun data is. Everybody wants to be proud of their work. Everybody wants to be a craftsman or a tradesman with pride. And so when you're clocking this data and, and you're running machines and you're doing different things, it's fun to look at your own report, which you can do on Busy Busy and say, oh, look, I've worked this much time on this project, or I've spent this much time on this machine, or I've spent this much time on this type of task. And it's kind of cool data, you know, and also look at your photos. You know, if they start uploading the photos of their projects, they get to see them, the employees can see them, the owners can see them. And you, you just got to make it fun rather than making it a fight. And as a business owner, I think it's fun just to kind of look at the numbers and, and seeing the difference and the progress you're making by adding busy, busy or some kind of system procedures, seeing that it's like, oh, cool. Let's see. What can I do next? What can I do next? That's, at least that's how I was. I'm, I'm always wanting to improve. So it's kind of a game to me. <laughs> yeah, we often are kind of a vanguard data solution. Like they, they use us and then they start using other stuff. <laughs> They're like, oh, my gosh, I, I can do this, this, this. And so they just. That's one of the things I was mentioning we're bringing out is we, we're releasing, it's in beta right now, but we're releasing a bit, the ability for them to automate their payroll right from the system. So you're collecting the data and you can just get process payroll and go through your check systems, yep, 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 good, and make it super easy. So yeah, once you, once you get using data, you almost become addicted. Look at all these things I can do better in my business. One other thing I was wondering, are you finding with having an app like this that the younger generations kind of come in and they has been immersed in technology pretty much most of their lives. Yeah. Are they liking this type of thing? Like they're they're looking for companies that are using more technology. Absolutely, the, the younger generation expects it, and if you don't use it, you'll often lose them. And it's because they feel like you're not up with the times, and so you're probably going to end up dying as a company. Which, which by the way, you probably are. You know, and and I don't mean to say that rudely. I'm just saying, like I, I'm in the excavation industry. Twenty years ago, some of us used GPS systems. Today, we all do. And if you don't, you're not going to stay in business. You know, So you do have to evolve at least a little bit with the times. And so when I say GPS systems, just to clarify for your audience, um, 20 years ago, we would grade things manually. Today, our entire company is GPS outfitted. So these machines are out there grading according to the GPS coordinates. And it's perfection. It's You're not wasting a lot of time. But now we compete with all of our competitors that do the same thing. And so when, when you have this young talent that you're trying to hire and they come, they see that you're not using applications to run your business, they're automatically going to look for it for you. They're going to say, hey, what if I download this app off the app store, or this app, and they're not customized for you. And so it's harder, but they're immediately going to be like, can we do something besides paper? Oh, yeah. And I, I agree with the technology that having that in your business invites more people to come in and use it. And there, there's so many landscape companies around just in our area that are still doing paper stuff. Yep. They're literally writing out hand invoices. I'm like, Come on, let's let's give the times. There's there's free programs out there you can use it. So why why wouldn't you even take advantage of it? <laughs> we, uh, we're a free free program. Also, we set up Busy Busy. You can get your entire team on our application for free, and 
run it. And what we did is we said, we're declaring war on paper time cards because paper time cards, by the way, are our number one competitor. We don't, we don't run into other technology as much as we just run into people using paper. So we basically set up the busy, busy application that if you want to just say, you know what, I'm going to just take a step up from paper and get into the technology world. You can actually get on busy, busy. You can set up your whole team for free. You can collect the data. It aggregates it. It brings it to you. It lets you process your payroll, like all the basic things. You can literally do all that for free. And where we start charging you is when you start wanting the reports and the analytical data and stuff like that. But we'll replace your whole paper system for free. I didn't know it went that far with the busy, busy. I thought it was just like you can clock in, clock out, but I didn't know that. It goes pretty far. That was our goal was to make it so that paper time cards were obsolete. Like if, if you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I can afford busy, busy. Okay, just use the free stuff. But the, the fact is most people end up transitioning to the paid version. And the reason they do is because after they've used the free stuff for about three months, all of a sudden, you know, they'll realize, and, and sometimes, you know, we'll contact them and say, hey, do you want to see your data? Like you're collecting a lot of really cool data. <laughs> and, and you want to look at it? Yeah. Well, for anybody who's listening out there, why not take advantage of it? You're not, you're doing it on paper. Take advantage of this. Sign up for Busy Busy. Get in the free version at first. Why not? <laughs> you have nothing to lose. That's right. You can literally do it right off the app store. You can download the app. You can set up your company. You can add, like you could, you could sit out there right outside in the field and you could set up your whole team and your whole crew and get it started. And if you need help, we'll help you. Even if you're on the free app, we'll help you. So right inside the app, when you download it, there's a help section. You can literally chat with our agents and they'll immediately help you. The reason why is because we know once they start using it, they find out the value in it and we don't lose a lot of people after that. In general, as long as they're actually using the app, we can almost guarantee that you'll make at least 10 times what you pay us. And, and some people make far more. Like the $150 example, that's not uncommon. You're paying 150 bucks a month and you're making 5000 That's not uncommon with people that are transitioning from paper to technology. The one thing I do like about your app too is, is your pricing scale. So if like in our area, we slow down in the wintertime, so we lay some people off. So you can pay according to how many people you actually have working for you. So that's a great feature to have. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thanks for bringing that up. We do that different from all of our competitors. And that is you don't even have to adjust it. So you don't have to remove the seats or add the seats. It's simply by who's logging in and who's using the data. If people stop logging in and using the app, we don't charge you for them. And that's even easier. <laughs> it automatically adjusts for when you lay off people. Nice. So I have a question too, you know, from the feedback you've received from, you know, the tens of thousands of users and stuff, what have you found to be like a, a real good way to motivate our employees? That's such a great question, you know, and I really wish everyone would think about that because a lot of times when we bring in new technology to our employees, we bring it in a combative way. You know, it's like, hey, we're going to track you like this is big brother. You know, that's not what it should be about. I can tell you very honestly that the most money you'll make off of using busy busy is your data. And yes, your employees will be more accurate on their time. They will. And good employees want to. They want to show you that they're doing good work, that they're there on time, that they do their job, all that stuff. Right. But the best money that you make is off the data collection. And so you really need to sell your employees on, hey, we're going to start using this app and it's going to let us collect more data. We're going to comprehend our jobs better. That paves the way to be more profitable. It paves the way for us to even give raises, you know, incentives, bonuses, all those things, you know, and, and show them how it benefits them as a team rather than feeling like it's just shoved down their throat. Show them how it benefits them because it really benefits them a lot. Do you know what's fascinating is some of our customers, a lot of our customers come from one employee quitting one company that was using Busy Busy and going to a company that's not using Busy Busy and telling them that they should use it. Once they get using it, they like it because it's predictable. It's easy. They can see what their pay is going to be. And so it really does depend on how the team, how, how the owner of the company or the manager, how they present it, you know, present it in a positive way. Tell them how you're doing it to make your life and their lives better and, and help you do your job better rather than you know, accusing people of stealing time, for instance, you know, like a lot of people, American Payroll Association tells you if you're using paper time cards, 
you're probably losing about 45 minutes a day. Now, we found out that's true, okay? So an example of that is someone clocks in the morning, they're, they're a few minutes late, say 10, 15 minutes late, no big deal. They just think, well, I was here close to seven, so I start at seven. Then they take a lunch and it's maybe it's more like 45 minutes instead of 30, but they're like, oh, 30 minute lunch. And then they leave a little bit early, right? That's actually really common and it happens all the time. And so you can technically call that stealing time, but I would rather take a more optimistic view of it and tell you that most people don't think about it. Like if I have to show up close to seven, I just showed up at seven. But the minute you put them into a system where when they clock in, they see they clocked in at 7.07, they're like, hey, wait, I'm late. You know, and and so they'll they'll automatically adjust. They'll automatically start adjusting their time because most people want to be honest. They're just not thinking about that that time adds up so much and, you know, it can cost you so much money. And so just simply by giving them a system, you'll watch that they'll start correcting those problems themselves. That's one thing I say is you have to find the win in it for them. So whenever you're explaining something to them, it's not that, yes, I'm requiring you more work or I'm requiring you to do this because you know I want to track you, but it's more because I need more information to be able to reward you for your work. And if I don't have the correct information, I can't reward you for your bonuses. You know, if I'm making more money, then I'm glad to share that money with you, but I have to have the right information. I have to have you here at this time and doing the proper work in proper order, whatever it is. So I, I always say, find the win in for them. Easier to get them on board. Great advice. Great advice. And there's a lot of wins you can find for them. Mm-hmm. A players want to be tracked. They do because mm-hmm. they perform well. And, and an A player actually can get really annoyed if you're not tracking them and other people are not A players and they're, you know, they're doing substandard work or not clocking on time, all this stuff. And you don't notice. So you pay them all the same. Whereas on the other hand, if you see someone that's like, you can, when you track time, you're like, oh, look, you're doing such a good job. You know, you're tracking your time properly. You're always, you always show up at the job on time. You always leave on time. You always do your work. I'd really like to increase your pay. And then that, I mean, gosh, that's just such a motivator for your company. Because then other people hear that and they're like, wait, why did his pay get increased? And you're like, well, because he does this and this. Well, then I guess along those lines too of, of you know, we encourage you to, to do performance evaluations, but not just do it once a year. Because like, at least in the landscape industry, like I said, we're kind of a seasonal business. So it's, yep. you know, kind of a shorter span. So you do it once a year, time you do that, it's usually at the end of the year, the whole season's gone by and they've kind of done a crappy job. Like you need to do it more often, you know, not saying to do like every week, but every month or two, three months, whatever it is, you know, depending on your schedule, but, and it just helps having something like this to reward them because you can show them, oh, you've shown up on time 30 days straight or whatever it is. So (laughs) yeah, you're consistent. Landscape maintenance too. By the way, I owned a landscape maintenance company when I was 18. So going out mowing lawns, that is so fun. Because when you can track their data and you're, you're tracking other time and you're like, okay, on a regular basis, as the averages, as you start seeing that data trending, you're like, this is how much time it takes you to do this lawn or this commercial lawn or this and this. And it, it can be a lot of fun. You can make a game out of it. One of the members of the academy was saying yesterday, they have like a little competition between the crews, like how long they can finish the jobs at, you know, and yep. still getting it done properly. But, you know, they have, they build a little competition between themselves. So I think it's cool. And having like this an app like that, they can, track it and oh look what I did. It's more accurate than what they're probably doing with the paper. <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the other problem with paper is when it comes back to your office, where does it go? It doesn't go into any data collection area that lets you track or trend or see what the trends are. It just goes into your file folder and then it ends up in the garbage. Where when you have the data that comes online through the application, you can see trends. Like you can see trends of data. You make a change in your company. Let's say you buy a, a new lawnmower and you're doing the same maintenance jobs that you've been doing for years. You can literally see like, oh, I bought this new machine and my time cut by 10%, you know, because I've got this new machine. And so you can actually see that you're making good decisions in your business. 
Well, Isaac, I appreciate you being on the show and I encourage any listener, if, if you just getting started and need a way to keep track of your time, go sign up for Busy Busy with even just the free app just to get yourself started. And, and you know, listening to Isaac here, there's so many valuable data points and uh, information you can gather from the software. So just get started with something like as simple as just their time tracking app. And then perhaps if you want to move up, sign up for their actual full paid program. Now, if you do mention the Millionaire Landscaper podcast, you actually get three months free. So um, I encourage you guys to check that out. Take advantage of that deal, which Isaac, I do appreciate you offering that to our listeners. Absolutely. We're glad to do it. Um, anything else you'd like to uh, mention or say? Nope. Just uh, we created it for your customer and we created it for us. <laughs> I can I, I grew up in the industry and created it for us. We badly want them to be successful. So we will help out as much as we can. And even the three months free, the reason we're excited to do that is we really look at ourselves as an addiction. Once you start using us, you'll love us. <laughs> so and, and we'll help you. <laughs> I like that. Isaac, do you have time for just a couple of quick, fun questions? Sure. All right. Um, which living person do you most admire? Which living person do I most admire? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Put them on the spot here, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't ask them this beforehand. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, the first one that comes to mind, actually, and I, let's see, how, how politicized do I want to let this be? <laughs> <laughs> You know, because we see a lot about politics. And so, you know, when I'm thinking of living person, you know, the first people that come to mind would be politicians. And I would say the two that I admire the most would be Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. And the reason why is, and Donald Trump, I I didn't vote for him in 2016 and I wasn't a Trump fan, but I'm a business owner. And, you know, I had an 81 year old man in my office that was meeting with me and he says, he says, I'm 81 years old. And the only president in my lifetime that's ever done what he said he was going to do was Donald Trump. And from my perspective, whether you like him, whether you don't like him, whether he seems mean or whatever, if I hire someone and they do what they say they're going to do, I consider them a good employee. And that's what I noticed. And so I, I didn't vote for him in 2016, not because I didn't care, but just because I didn't, I didn't care about politics. I just didn't pay attention, didn't care. But on the hindsight, after enough people had pointed out to me, I was like, oh my gosh, he has done everything he said he would do when he got elected. I, I admire that. I admire that out of anybody. You know, if you, whether you're Democrat or Republican, you do what you say you're going to do, I admire it. Good answer. What are you currently curious about? Oh man, that's a <laughs> that's a good <laughs> question. What am I currently curious about? I am curious about so many things. I am curious about just a million different things. I will give you the answer I give most of the time, which is if I were to go back to college, I didn't finish my college degree. I dropped out one credit short of my associate's degree, and it was because I was doing busy, busy. I was running a construction business and I have a family. So I was doing all three at the same time. It was just, it was just overwhelming. And finally I had to let one go. And so I had to let that go. But if I ever go back to college, I would say I would probably major in economics and I would minor in anthropology because human beings are curious to me. I'm just always fascinated about human beings and how they react and why they react. And so I guess my curiosity is always about the why, like, why do you do what you do? Even when we talk about employees, you know, if they don't like using busy, busy, we're always like, why, you know, why is that? And I want to know why. I want to know why. You know, is it? And that's why I brought up what I did about the uh, forty-five minute loss per day. Is I don't believe people inher- are inherently bad. I think they're inherently good. I think you put them in a, a loose system, they act loosely. And so I think you give them a tighter system, they'll start acting better. And I believe that of most people. So, so I'm just curious. Like in my in my opinion, honestly, I think contractors are the salt of the earth. I think they're just great people. They're people that are willing to do hard, dirty jobs that most people aren't willing to do, and they do that to support provide for their families. And I'm, I'm just curious about humans. So anyway, I love people. I think that's probably what makes you a great leader is always asking the why and looking into it more. So 
Well, thank you. I think that's a great answer. <laughs> All right. What is your greatest regret? Well, you may have just answered that one, possibly. If, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's dang. That's that's a hard question to. You could have told me these ahead of time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just joking. Um. Well, my greatest regret is probably just ignorance. I mean, and I know you don't know what you don't know, but there are so many mistakes that we make through ignorance. You know, whether it's business or life or whatever the case is, and so. Even though, you know, I love young people, I love being young, all that kind of stuff. I will tell you that I would never trade my 44-year-old dad bod for my 26-year-old nice body if I had to take my 26-year-old brain with it. I'm very happy for my 44-year-old brain. You know, there's so many life lessons and ignorance is bliss sometimes, but also a little bit cringy. <laughs> so I'm great. I'm just grateful to, to grow and advance and to educate myself. Like business is one of those things. So, so if you if you target it with regret, I guess I'll say I'll say a version of it that I do believe that would apply even to your audiences. I regret blaming others for my mistakes. And as a as a leader, you often do that when you're beginning to learn how to be a leader. You know, you come in and you think that you're doing things right, and then when things don't work out, you just blame your team sometimes, and you blame other people. And the more you learn about things, you end up realizing it's all your fault. If you're a leader, it's all your fault. And sometimes your fault isn't. It's not that you intended to do anything bad, but your lack of taking the assertive actions may have caused people to not be successful. You know, your, your lack of putting together systems and processes and, you know, creating an environment where your people can thrive can often make it to where they don't thrive. And then you blame them for not thriving. So I guess as I'm thinking through it, and sorry, if you sent me a question, I had to, I had to thought through it first, but <laughs> That's right. I would say That's my right. greatest regret is blaming others for my mistakes through my ignorance. It's funny you say that because literally we we're just having this conversation with my 16 year old son last night about, you know, leadership and, and blaming others for their whatever. And uh, it's funny because it's the exact same thing. You know, you just don't you don't know what you don't know. And we're trying to teach him the right way. And he's getting upset, like no, we're not yelling at you. We're just trying to teach you how to think yeah. and how to process all this stuff. You're still 16 years old. I don't <laughs> expect you to think about it. Process it all properly. But. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Sounds like you're a good parent. Well, Isaac, I appreciate you being on the show. And again, I appreciate you being a uh, sponsor of the podcast. I'm excited to have you on here in the future. I encourage everyone who's listening to go out there, check out Busy Busy, at least, very least, get started with the free app. And like, like Isaac said, you're going to probably step up to the full paid version. If you decide to go to the paid version, make sure you mention the Million Dollar Landscape podcast to get your three free months. All right, Isaac. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for uh, being a sponsor. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks again. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message. 